Pickaxe. Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional-level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Triforce Podcast with your three favourite hosts. The best, the hosts with the most. I got a, I got a question to start the day off with, something oh that my God. was puzzling Go me on. last night. I know we're straight into it. We're straight Deep into it. Deep and profound? It's not very profound at all. I was okay. watching, one of the things I, I think I've mentioned it before that I like watching is tennis players freaking out. Oh yeah, I don't know if you've ever mentioned that before, but it is a joy to watch these people have a meltdown they're on such court. babies they are such babies like one call goes against them it's like five minutes of haranguing the umpire and the guys it's so stupid because they're down low and the guy's up on that little sort of chair like a lifeguard looking down at them and they're like just argue it's like arguing with god or something it's so ridiculous i think yeah. i think there's like a two-pronged thing here and the thing is like what happens is when you get taxi drivers or someone like this who spends their entire life listening to like talk radio they all of this information that's constantly and they talk to passengers all the time they're constantly learning things right and so you sit down with a taxi driver and they seem to be always able to tell you something really interesting, but usually slightly wrong or like right wing or do you know what I mean? Slightly weird. Sorry, hold, hold on a sec. We, on. we were talking about yeah, tennis I know. umpires. Whereas with okay. tennis players, they've spent their entire life playing on a, on a field out in a tennis court, hitting a racket not getting any educational information about the world, and therefore they have no fucking oh, knowledge you. about how to behave as an adult. But that, that should they be true still of every children. sport. That should it be is, true though. of every sport. Every I, I don't sport know if it is. I've ever met has specced fully into charisma <laughs> and, <laughs> and agility and charisma? nothing in wisdom or intelligence. Oh, I swear okay. to God. I met, do you remember when I met that footballer? Who, England footballer, what was his name? Fucking Kyle Walker. Right. And he, he, was, the, him. he was the most t awful man I think I've ever met in my life. What? Really? Okay, hang on a second. He was just so... Wait, when did you second. meet Kyle Walker? When did you meet Kyle Walker from the England football squad? When I did the Fallout 4 brand sponsorship deal where they wanted to appeal to the everyman. You know, the FIFA crowd. The so COD you met players. Kyle Walker, the footballer. Yes, and, and, England and international. You, and you thought he was an awful man? He's got 75 caps. He's a legitimately good right back. Kept Mbappe in his pocket for much of that I know, game. but he's an incredibly dull and weird and boring man. And I was awkward with him, obviously, because, you know, he's like, who's this fucking nerd making jokes about dwarves and things, you know? He didn't. He didn't play along. Really, he mm. didn't get in on, and, and 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 he was just not a nice guy. You know, boring, uh, uninteresting. Well, not nice. Like like as in, was he rude? Was he mean? He was a bit aloof. Um, okay, I mean, he's he was a, a bit, international superstar as well. He wasn't, he wasn't smart enough to be rude. 
uh, or right. me. Right. <laughs> I mean, he's just Kyle too dull. Walker called out within the first Jeez. five minutes of the podcast. Kyle, if you're listening, I know you probably are. He's a big I'm just fan. saying that like, he's like, on his own on it, this one. Ed. He's a, he's a, and I, I I met some Olympians. God bless them. They were quite actually. They, they were, were nice. They, they were, were really fine. nice. They were really really nice. But again, that like, was for the, the the sports day vid that we did a while back. That was a good stream actually. They, but bit. they seemed really grown up, and they wouldn't like slag off the the umpire. But I feel like Kyle Walker would. I feel like he'd have an argument with the ref. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's standard footballer. I mean, I that's mean, what they do. That's what they're trained to do. Oh, so are they? Tr so are you saying that part of a tennis player is to training is to become a man child? No, I, to I just argue these I points. Think, I think I tennis think players is. more so than than other sports are like the ultimate min-maxers. So I would say, yes, they probably are coached somewhat in- Let me ask you this. Heckling yeah. with, the, with the refs and Do stuff. Do you think that if you heckle a ref, that's likely to go your way on the next decision, or he's going to spite you and vote I, against I think you again on the next decision? If you look decision? at someone like Nick Kyrgios, Australian player, famous for his tantrums on the court, all right? I mean, he makes John McEnroe look very tame by comparison. For older listeners like me, John McEnroe, you cannot be serious. Yeah, you that, cannot be that guy. That He's now McEnroe. like you know a, a well-regarded commentator and all the rest of it. But the back in the day, he was a memes that we know about are actually going around on TikTok. Do you know what I mean? Surprisingly, these quite quite iconic meltdowns from history are still pretty. They're still pretty um, memorable even yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So here's my question. Yeah. Anyway, I was just watching those meltdown vids and. One of the things you're not allowed to do is the audience or the crowd is not allowed to make a noise while the point is on. Like they're meant to be quiet. So when the guy's about to serve, yes. you're not allowed. To, if somebody goes, "Hey," they go, oh, "Quiet, please." And I'm well, like, I, I think well, that's hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. There are only, as far as I can tell, three sports where that is a requirement: tennis, golf, and I guess snooker. snooker but I can't yeah. think of many others. You're, you're telling me I'm going to take a penalty in football, and everybody can't. Everybody, everybody's allowed to make as much noise as they like. I'm going to try and score a, a, a something in rugby. I'm trying to make a, a conversion in rugby. They're going to say, "Crowd, everybody, be quiet, please. Everybody, be quiet. Shh, no, no talking. Why just these sports?" And it occurred to me, obviously, they're solo sports. So you know, I guess the idea is, all oh, let them concentrate. Everybody, be quiet. But one thing I read was that these sports, especially tennis and golf, were sort of the gentlemanly. Sort of, you know, the the etiquette based, not not for the hoi polloi and the, and the proles. This is for the this is for the gentle folk. But what the fuck, man? I mean, you're telling me you're a professional athlete. You do this all day, every day, and some noise when you're trying to play tennis is going to put you off. How come that's not putting that off taking penalties? I guess because I guess what people could do if they had enough of them was just not shut up, and they couldn't kick them all out. Could they? Oh, they would. They would. They, they, what, would, they, they the would stand. I think they would suspend the game. Yeah. Oh, really? It's very. It's it's actually against the rules. If you're in the crowd at tennis, you're not allowed to talk. When they they all say quiet, please. They're quiet. Quiet, please. If so you didn't shut school. up, they boot you out. Yeah, they boot you out. And I'm just thinking, it's weird, isn't it? That the, the crowd is not allowed to make a noise. At the end of the that point, they're weird. allowed to applaud. But why can't I shout when when Kyrgios is served? Why can't we all cheer? What what's different? Why and tennis players are like oh someone coughed. Hold on, oh it's like what what's going on here? You're such a baby. You can't even serve with a noise in the background. It, it doesn't make sense. How come other athletes can do it and you can't? That's, I just want to understand what's going on. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, when uh, when Carl Walker's tested his penalties, <laughs> oh, he's right. not having a crowd shouting at him, is he? 
No. Or do they play crowd noise when he does I don't penalty think Kyle tech. Walker's taken many penalties, but well, he might. If it was a penalty shootout and it went deep enough, I think he it, has taken. He a might few, be yeah. called upon, but uh, maybe he's got seventy-five caps for England. How many goals is he? I'm going to guess like two. None. He's never scored for England. How many caps do you have for England, uh, Lewis? Out of out of interest. <laughs> you got a lot to say about a guy who's very accomplished. I'm just asking. Because I've been in the Minecraft Championship. <laughs> no, you haven't even, though. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> I don't remember you ever being in a Minecraft Championship. Mm -hmm. Except for Race for the Wool, but that's you, you You laid that one on for yourself. I was laid it on a race yeah. for the wool. <laughs> he laid it on himself. Anyway, I want to talk about something as well, because right. um, I saw something this week that hit the front page of Reddit, as it does periodically. Some um, whistleblower, military whistleblower, this comes oh, out here from time this, to time. This is the UFO thing, right? Has Yeah, has announced that there's the US has um, some non-Earth... Exotic materials not of this Earth and not man-made. Yeah, non-man-made. That's the claim, yeah. Right. Um, now, interestingly, th this guy uh, is, is not like... He's not on the History Channel with wacky hair saying, they built the pyramids, man! You know, he's like a relatively normal person, much like these airline pilots that came out. There's a lot of skeptics rightly pointing out things, you know, like, Eyewitness testimony is dog shit. But again, these guys can fly a plane, but they're not experts on viewing aerial phenomena, like all kinds of things like that. But this claim, I mean, I know that America, they had some hearing where they were like, we've got to open up. If you've got these files, we need to see them. They're in the public interest. You can't just say, oh, no, 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 it's too secret for you guys. If something's happened, you've got to tell us about it. And so there might be something there, but I, I, I doubt it. I doubt it. Well, I mean, okay. How do you feel about UFOs generally, Sips? Flex. And when I say UFOs, I mean aliens, not, U not... It's UAPs. Right. That's the, the more uh, widely What does, uh, what does that mean? Uh, unexplained aerial phenomena, I believe. Oh, really? Okay, uh, sure. So, because uh, unidentified flying object kind of implies flying saucers, but a UAP gives it a more generic, you know, it could be any, it's just an aerial phenomena, we don't know what it is, and rather than saying it's a flying object, it might be something else. It might not be an object. It might just be a phenomena of some kind. So I think it is probably a better term. Um, so these UAPs that the the U.S. Navy the the um uh, they unsecretified. I, I've forgotten the word, so that's the best way I can find to put it. Declassified. Declassified. Yeah. Declassified. Yeah. Unsecretified, yeah, yeah. unsecretified. I think is probably what they I say. Think, I think that, that sounds better. Yeah. But yeah. Um. The the sort of footage and these guys saying, "Well, look at that thing" and all this kind of stuff. But there's all kinds of things to do with parallax and. Something very low to the ocean looks like it's traveling much faster than it is, and things look different through a flare lens and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So it, a lot of it was sort of, in fact, I'm pretty sure we've spoken about this before, but but in terms of this new stuff, um, one guy's come out, like Lewis says, and has said there's these uh, exotic materials and that the, he he's saying, I, I think there was a British guy came out and said the same thing. He said, I don't know if we have an alien vessel in a hangar, but we've got objects and we don't know where they came from. Or who made them, but right. we found them. So it's an interesting one for sure. What do you? Well, how do you feel about it though? Like, do you? How do you feel about it? Do you think it's real, Sips? Um. Yeah. What, um, what do you think, Sips? I don't. I don't care if it's real or not. Personally, really, I you really don't, don't care. No, I don't. But do you think it's real? I'm just not. I'm not interested in it. I don't know what the what the what the big deal would be if it was real? Like well, I don't hold know. On, what, hold on, hold on. I don't know let's what just, people's expectation behind all this is. Like, wait, wait, wait. You're, you're you're saying that if it turned out we'd been visited by aliens and yeah. we had some remnants of their vessels, you're not interested in that. I'd well, I would find it like 
like interesting enough. If it was on the news, I would maybe read it or whatever. But are I, you I, fucking I, kidding me, dude? It's like the biggest question of all time. Well, I, aliens I, visiting Earth, and you're I, like, eh. Well, really? <laughs> kind of, yeah. Because, oh my like, god! I don't, I don't see why it's like really that huge of a deal. Like, like it, it would be like, okay, wow, you know, there is, there's, there's other life out there. But like, I'm assuming there just is other life out there anyway. Like, it's not. Well, you know what I mean? Correct. Like, it's yeah. not going to change. Hold on. It, first of all, it changes everything. Me. It changes like everything. what? First what of all, it... that we're not alone in the universe. Okay. Secondly, but... that these these aliens, if they have come here, have figured out something that we thought. Previously, it was like literal science fiction. There's no way that we could really think of a serious way to get from one place to another in enough time yeah. that it wasn't like time dilated to fuck and you ended up going there and your entire civilization had died by the time you got back. All this kind of shit. Well, yeah. They've got some right, vessel P-flex. that can travel f- between the stars. And not only that, but there's an implication that they haven't destroyed us already. We're yeah. not, they've not, we're not at war with them. They're not hostile. There's also like the implication that they can or at least uh, want to communicate with us or are similar to us in some way. They might be that, building you know, up to that, like saying, we're, we're going to check it out, we're going to see if they're ready, and then we'll come in and say, hey, look, there's this whole galactic community out there, you can be a part of it. Like, yeah. it would be the most fundamental shift imaginable I mean, for the entire species. Okay, if some of that like, stuff eh. happened, sure, but I don't think anything like that is going to happen. Not in our lifetimes anyway. I, I don't think it's... Or even our kids' lifetimes. Like, I, I don't think anything so, like that so, is actually So what you're happen. saying is that you don't actually think it's aliens? Well, it might be, but I just don't care if it is or not. Like, uh, like there's probably something out there, but... I'm stunned. I, am, I, just I, don't, stunned. I just don't really give much of a shit. Wow. I think people get so, so bent out of shape about it. Like, you know, the, on this quest for truth or whatever. It's like, okay, fine. Like, if there is something out there, who cares? Like, they, God. Oh, I see. I see. So what you're saying is that basically, yes, because this like UFOs, Reddit community and stuff, yeah. it, feels, it feels like there's this huge bunch of people who yeah, are Yeah, they're like, we're so close. We're going to find out. It's like, who gives a shit? It's like, it doesn't matter. It's not going to change your life at all. You're still just going to be some nerd posting on Reddit. Like, you're just going to find some other shit to put your tinfoil hat on about. You know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't no, matter. No, I don't. I do not. I am not accepting a you know what I mean. I do not know what you mean. I am absolutely <laughs> stunned. I this is why we have the three dissenting points on this no, podcast. No, of course. So. That's what makes... If we all just went, yes, that's interesting, then this would be a UFO podcast or UAP podcast. Wait, so you're actually not. really interested in UFOs? Like, you read uh, up about them? Who would them? not be? Here, Me, here's the problem. for example. I, I, right. <laughs> that's, that's what I can't believe. I don't read up about any of that so stuff. So I don't read up about it. If there's okay. a story about it that seems credible... Sure. I'll read it, and I'm, I'm interested. I, I mean, I'm fascinated to think that, first of all, I am a massive skeptic when it comes to the idea that we will ever travel at faster than light and get between places and, and warp speed and all that shit. I, I really don't think we'll, we'll get there. Right. I think the distance between our star and other stars is so fucking vast, and we're just not built for it. Our brains aren't built for it, our bodies aren't built for it, our lifespan is too short, and I just think in terms of the resources and everything, as we understand physics, it would be so costly to get a ship full of people from one place to another at a decent percentage of the speed of light that it would be worth the journey. Yeah, and there's no, nothing it, near it us that we've seen where we're like nightmare. I mean, we are yeah. these fleshy lumps that that need a, a very small temperature range to survive. And, you know, we'll have to bring all our fucking cows with us. Right. And we'll we have to bring all of, all and of all, all that other shit. shit with us. Yeah. And, you know, and, and the radiation, the cosmic radiation constantly bombarding us. So we're going to have to have this massively thick hull in order to try and survive. In yeah. This, yeah. This Not incredibly to mention. Incredibly 
that even difficult. traveling at that speed, even in space, the vacuum of space, there are like little molecules knocking about, like one per meter cubed or something, there'll just be one little rogue hydrogen atom drifting about. If you're traveling at the speed of light, those things are hitting the front of your ship so fast that even those tiny molecules are building up heat on the front of your vessel. So we'd have to, there's so much technology that we'd have to figure out that we're just like, wow, how would we even do that? If someone has done that and they yeah. are our neighbors and have found us, which is in itself a miracle that they have found us on this little twisty arm of us because, fucking because galaxy. even since broadcasting radio waves our our radio waves over the last 100 years have even have, have only gone to about you know 100 stars or something or a thousand stars yeah, compared and we, to we've like looked the entire at those. Galaxy. It might be more but we've looked you know. at those pretty closely with a big telescope and there's fucking now there like most of the ones we found we're like well that planet does have water they found one the other day this planet the other day, I, re I, I watch a lot of science stuff and I, I read a lot of science stuff. Yeah. Not UFO stuff, but stuff no. that they've actually concrete science. Yes. Right, I, but the thing I'm, is- I'm interested enough in that. Like, I like finding out about planets that could sustain life or whatever. I believe in all that stuff and I right, find it interesting. Right, but why are you interested in that? That's not going to affect your life. No, but it's interesting enough. Like, if I'm bored, I'll read about it. Like, it, it is interesting because it's, you know, other, other planets. Like, I'm as interested in that as I'm interested in, like, the other planets of our solar system, which is to say not a whole lot, but it's, I find it interesting enough. But I, I don't, I, I'm not okay. going to spend all of let's my time and effort. A, let's do this in another way. One evening, you step out into your garden, yeah. okay? And, in, it, it, and just as the suns go down, in the sky, you see these weird dancing lights, yeah. okay? And it's like, you get your wife and she comes out and you look up in the sky and you're looking at each other and you're like, what the fuck is this? And you, what do you think? You know, what, what's your first feeling about that? Well, that just what you said. I'd say, I'd be like, oh, what the fuck is this? And I would probably stand there and look at it a bit longer. But like, what do you want me to do with that otherwise? But would you think it was aliens, maybe? Well, I might, but, you know, I'd probably... At first, I would probably think it was something else, you know, like I'd think, oh, maybe it's like a, an airplane or like, you know, some sort of like military thing or whatever, you know, I wouldn't, my first go-to wouldn't be like, oh my God, the invasion has started. Right. I mean, mine wouldn't be because I, I have just to prepare think, my ass for the I don't the think probes. it's even likely that they'd get here. Like, it's so ridiculous yeah. that they would find us, travel here. Yeah, but you're seeing land. it with your eyes, right? Right, but and, am and, I seeing it? Def this is definitely an alien ship landing. Well, that's uh, well, you don't. You have no way of knowing. You you see blinking. You see blinking lights in the sky, you or something it. moving around weird in the sky. Right, that I'm yeah. definitely. I'm going to that. It could be anything. You saw it. You filmed it, and then you looked on the you looked on the people on the internet and news about it. And there was no news about it. There was no information about it. You sent it to the government. They didn't reply. They said this this is nothing. Yeah. don't worry. You said, don't worry about it. Go back inside. You didn't see anything. <laughs> yeah, like, like you know, when there's no, when there's no right. But what answer. have they seen? And what then the seen? men in black turn up at your uh, front door and they probe you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> probe. I'm the being probed. I'm being probed. Oh no, mommy. Hello, is that the government? I've been probed. <laughs> I'll put you through to the probing hotline, sir. Hold on one minute, please. What so what hold music would they play on the probe hotline? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, dude, the X-Files theme tune. Uh, <laughs> uh, right, so when do you think the first uh, UFO sighting was um, uh, in history? Um, in well, in so all of history? Define UFO, that they thought it was an alien or they didn't know what it was? Things in the sky, unknown shit flying around The first around time the they sky. flew that hot air balloon or whatever. Right, so when was that? Like, uh, 1820 or something like that. Miles out. 
miles okay. out. The first one was in Rome. Um, All right. People, there's Roman histories, and in fact, UFO sightings throughout history at every time period. Right, but so, hold on. We're, we're just talking about something is in the sky, and people no, don't know what you, it I is. I can tell you. Look, in the work of the historian Livy, who was writing in the first century BCE, is packed with weird shit spotted in the sky above Rome. They saw a ball of fire, phantom ships flying in the sky, and some men in white standing before an altar. All right, see, this um, is all bollocks. Okay, wait up. So before the Battle of Milvian Bridge, the Emperor Constantine saw a cross of light in the sky okay. above the sun. Can I, uh, with- just before you continue, can I just say, because I know Flax yeah. is, is very bewildered by my non... This is the kind of <laughs> shit that turns me off of it, Flax. I'm, <laughs> I'm interested dude, enough if there's aliens and stuff, but it's this shit that puts me off. No, 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 th- and, this and is And it's this, this is shit nonsense. that on principle... I don't want to be a part of. What do you I don't mean want to puts be. You yeah, off. I believe in aliens, and now I'm lumped in with these fucking maniacs that come. No, up with not this at shit. all. What, what I'm saying that's is, that's my point. I'm trying to make. I'm saying you, you. The the question was that if this turned out to be definitively yes, aliens have actually been here. Your response was, eh, who cares? It's not well, yeah, my no, life. but I just explained why my response is oh, that. Oh right. So are you saying you you don't want to be a tinfoil hack? You don't no. want. So you, are you saying you do believe in aliens, but you don't want to admit it because you don't want to get lumped in with all the crazy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Right. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. their distancing. Right. So, so it's a defensive mechanism. I don't want <laughs> okay. anyone to think, you know, hang on a second. This is a guy that I can, hey, let's go to the pub and I'll share all my crazy ideas with you. No, I'm not him. I don't so you believe in it. You, you like the idea but of I aliens, would find but it interesting be... enough if they did actually exist. I would be like, so you cool. would call it alien. Believer, no, it's okay I wouldn't, to no, be that. no. Again, the defenses no, have gone up. He is again. not. I am not. <laughs> okay. I am not. So don't so, get any like, funny ideas. Out I think there, you've internet. dug yourself out of this hole. It's fine. Okay. Um, so Emperor Constantine saw a cross of light in the sky above the sun, with words in Greek r- reading, "In this sign, conquer." Obviously, in bollocks. the in, in the Bible, bollocks. well. It's bollocks, but he saw it, and he was written down. Who and gives a this shit? Is, again, this is not just a one-time thing. If Flax has come around to my way thousands of thinking now, see? Thousands of people have seen shit in the sky Yeah, and it's always history. bollocks. It's always bollocks. Well, now, no, nobody has seen... Okay, I, I don't so, believe any of that shit, honestly, okay. from back then. All those what historical was the first, accounts... What was the first UFO sighting in the US? I can tell you. It was in 1639, James <laughs> right. Everill. James Everill, a sober, discreet man, so we're told. He was on uh, the Muddy River near Boston when he and two companions saw a great light in the sky. It stood still, then flamed up. It was about three yards square, and then it ran across the sky and contracted into the figure of a pig. Uh, A pig-shaped entity would spend several hours reportedly zooming back and forth along the river and Charleston as swift as an arrow. Absolute balls. When the incident was over, the gentlemen found that their boat had been carried a mile along the river against the tide. Bollocks. That is the first UFO sighting in America. Okay? I'm calling it bollocks. I'll well, keep saying it. I hear this, right? But what I'm saying is that there are thousands of these sightings throughout history. But yeah. People but, have and, been and, drinking and imbibing and taking drugs for a people, very long time. Listen, before flying... People saw different shit. In 1609, there was someone who saw a large gourd in the sky above Korea. Right. In 1668, <laughs> someone saw a silver lizard above Slovakia. Yes. Uh, people were seeing a lot of ships, a lot of 
um, like globes, crosses, rods, like a lot of things that they recognized as, yeah. as things. So it was usually spears, smoky clouds, like, like, oh, like wait, houses. Wait, wait. So what? they see this shit up there. And because yeah. they haven't got airplanes and jets... They just have an explanation. Yeah, so they were like, what is that up there? And they were like, it looks like a pig! Because right, that's all exactly. they've fucking seen, is pigs and spears and gourds. <laughs> I was exactly. a plow in the sky! <laughs> yeah, exactly, because that's their frame of reference, is yeah. pigs and gourds and plows. And they see a some unexplained aerial phenomenon. Uh, they're like, of course, flag in well, you, I think that's a pig up there flying exactly. around. <laughs> and I think a lot of these things are actual space stuff, like meteorites or or, or um, aurora borealis or things like this. Because right. that sometimes does happen uh, further down south yeah. or further up north than it would usually do. And that could be very strange. Like eclipses were always very confusing to people. They were very strange, very confused about what that was. But there's also lots of things like you mentioned earlier, P-Flex. There's a couple called like there's things called sun dogs where Yeah, the there's sun all kinds of weird looks like it phenomena. Looks like it has two more suns. There's like a thing called Willow the Wisp, which certainly happens like marsh gas. A lot of people talk about marsh yeah, gas. Yeah, yeah. Um, and things like that. And certainly in the fog, lots of strange things that 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 that, that look weird. Uh, ball lightning is a thing that is a thing. There's also this thing called Fata Morgana. I don't know if I've mm. said that right, but when it's a mirage that happens when cold air gets trapped between warmer and it looks like the sky is reflecting what's on the surface. So I, I prefer kind uh, of... I, I, I'm a big fan of fatter Morgana. Yes. Dummy Apparently thick Morgana. Dummy, dummy thick. <laughs> fatter, fatter Morgana. So there's, there is actually like explanations, but and, and obviously good old mass hysteria. But but of course, like and, and that, that leads you on to like the idea of when the airships and, and balloons, like you said, were starting to be made. And in fact, that kind of had this incredible effect on people, right? So, for example, in 1909, there was a man named uh, Wallace Tillinghast. Okay, what a name! He told the Boston Hail Herald, to you, sir. It is I, Wallace Tillinghast." <laughs> he said, "He said, I I've... wish to sup here <laughs> at your <laughs> premises." He told the, the Boston Herald he had flown an amazing new plane. 300 miles from Worcester, Massachusetts to New York City and back, uh, three times further than anyone else had managed at the time. And really, in the real very early age of flying, he was one of the only pe people who had a plane. And in fact, he didn't have a plane. No. Uh, he lied. Uh, there was no evidence that he ever had a plane. However, um, no one saw him on the original flight, but in the weeks and months afterwards, 2,000 people claimed to have seen him flying his plane mm. on further flights between Worcester, Massachusetts and New York City. And he hadn't. He didn't exist. He didn't fly at all. I love um, it. So it's a very, very common thing. The other thing is, is, is people, once, the, once flying machines were invented, people kept uh, blaming certain people like, so people, UFOs, people kept seeing UFOs in the sky and they were stuck. Before flying machines were even invented, Thomas Edison had, was so sick of being of getting the blame because people thought he had invented a flying machine. Yeah, that he had to issue a strongly worded statement denying having invented anything that flies, <laughs> because everyone was blaming him for all the UFOs they were seeing in the sky. I hate when Please that don't mix me up with that tilling gust fool. <laughs> fool, sir! I flew around the Statue of Liberty at four thousand feet. It was all at night time, so you wouldn't have seen it, but I definitely did it. This, this was this was stuff that was happening constantly. There was a guy in uh, eighteen ninety six who who saw two two men peddling 
a <laughs> slow-moving light in the sky 1,000 feet up. Wow. Um, Good eyesight. Another man saw it land, came across it on the ground, and met some Martians who tried to kidnap him. Yes. However, he was the strapping fella in question was too strong and fought them off and escaped. Of course he did. <laughs> Ridiculous. I just love the idea that the, the Martians have a fucking flying bicycle. Like, that's yeah. what they... Well, that's what people saw as flying machines back in the day, and so that's yeah. what they saw in the sky. And, and then what happened after that was the First World War with Zeppelins. Uh, the Germans had one Zeppelin, but thousands of people reported seeing airships in the skies over their... Um, over their this was before World War I. But then during World War I, they actually did send a bunch of Zeppelins over to raid. And, and no um, one saw them. The ultimate and, irony. Wow, yeah, they did have... But, but this was the thing, like, once, once World War One and World War Two happened, yeah. there was this fear. The, sky, the skies were... Dangerous. Scary. Yeah, of yeah, course. exactly. Because there were flying bombs, there were silent flying bombs, there were V2 rockets coming over, you know. It felt like you could die from something from the sky at any time. And certainly with bomb shelters and aerial raids and things like this, like, there was this whole culture and certainly in, in Britain that sort of created this idea of fear of the above. Okay. Yeah. So the UFO UFOlogy founding myths happened very shortly after that. In 1947, there was a pilot called Kenneth Arnold. He was an amateur pilot, but he was, you know, quite a sober guy. He claimed that he saw nine shiny disc shaped objects flying around 1200 miles per hour past Mount Rainier, not far from Seattle. I know Mount Rainier, I've seen it. He was a sober and respectable man, not prone to exaggeration, so the reporters who interviewed him wrote the story up pretty straight. The resulting coverage le led to the popularization of the phrase flying saucer mm. right. of, as a description for UFOs, and poor Kenneth Arnold, who thought he'd seen some secret military technology, seemingly wishing he'd kept his mouth shut, because two weeks later, a public information official in Roswell, New Mexico... Hello! Did the exact wrong kind of thing you're supposed to do when involved in a conspiracy to cover up the existence of alien life, and issued a press release saying that the military had discovered the debris of a flying disc. Uh, so he immediately, a military official, reported that you know flying discs had been discovered. Uh, the next day, over in Texas, someone higher up the chain of command clarified that the objects recovered were remnants of weather balloons and radar reflectors. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, they showed the wreckage, which weighed only a few pounds and was made of rubber strips, tin foil, rather tough paper and sticks, which doesn't sound particularly alien. Uh, but the US Army, they'd already announced they had a flying saucer and trying to walk it back didn't work. So it just continued to grow and grow and grow. Yeah. In 1978, uh, there was another thing that happened, which was Jesse Marcel, who's a lieutenant colonel, told UFOlogist Stan Friedman that it was non-Earth material, not Earth. So it's exactly the same as what happened today, yeah. okay, except this was 50, 60, 60 years ago. He said that this, this guy, and it was 30 years after Roswell, after this, this thing was debunked, he's, you know, a lieutenant colonel, someone who's actually pretty senior, yeah. said to a ufologist, ufologist, that this is not of this world. And obviously this, again, spawned this huge amount of UFO f f fever, this kind of conspiracy theory, which is in the book I'm reading. The book's called Conspiracy. I found it in the um, airport, and I read it on the plane, and it was, it was, it was interesting. Mm. But it's got all the, all the conspiracies in it, but uh, this, is, this is the chapter on, on space that we're doing. And um, God, like, it's, it's fascinating, right? And obviously then the 1990s came, and Area 51, which is not far from um, an Air Force test site, 
in Nevada, although 700 miles from Roswell, <laughs> it's not actually that close to Roswell, was this thing that, again, became, was actually genuinely a secret test site. Yeah. And as a result, everyone assumed that was where all the UFO stuff were. Right. And the, the, US, the US military sort of didn't really want to talk about it, didn't really want to give proper answers about what was there, and so was not very good at debunking these alien conspiracies. And right, they, so here's my question. If this stuff nowadays, we're believing it because it, we feel now, I think, oh, we're so smart and we know all this stuff and science has advanced so much that so we're not going to make these mistakes. Like all these things you've listed in 200 or 300 years time, I'm sure that the stuff that we claim to have seen, people will be saying, well, that can be clearly explained as this, that and the other. Like our understanding of the atmosphere and shit that you see and human perception is still not perfect. Like we we've got a very good idea about about what things are and and how it all happens, but how people perceive things and why we're so shit at deciding what something is is still you know it's not like a a, a hard science. I, I don't think. Maybe correct me if I'm wrong, of course. But the way thing the way like you said, all the things you've listed and the way people saw them back then, they see something and your brain tries to make sense of it, and it's like that's a flying saucer because we've been told that there are flying saucers. But exactly. if you go back to the Roman times, you look up and you say, oh, that looks like the Spear of Athena or whatever. You know, they, they don't fucking know. So we're people always just trying to make sense need of things. You, like you said, yeah, people need an explanation, right? Yeah. Right. We, we, it's no, it's, you could, because that's a tangible thing that we can do something about, right? And we can take action on. Like, if we don't know what something is, we're paralyzed. And, you know, it, if you don't, if you've got, if you've seen these things in the sky and there's no good thing that explains them and the government doesn't want to talk about their, you know, their spy, spy planes that have been sent to monitor Soviet nuclear tests or, you know, other, other stuff that they, yeah, don't yeah. Want to part, that they don't want to tell you about, then UFOs fill the gap. Um, so here's my question. The, if this, I know that they just decided, to, like I was saying about to, to desecretify a bunch of stuff. Yeah. If, if it turns out that we really do have exotic materials, bits of spacecraft from, from, from uh, aliens, it begs a few questions. First of all, why are they so shit at flying that they're <laughs> crashing? That's honestly question number one, is how is it possible for them to travel this far? Are they just in their early days of NASA phase of reaching out to other inhabited worlds where they found us? And this is the equivalent to, I mean, I think it was either the Chinese or Japanese, I think it might've been Japanese moon, lunar lander that fucking crashed on the moon, like blew up and they're like, ah shit, we fucked that up. What if that is where they are now for this? If you're well, this is it. These are, these are such interesting questions, aren't they? Because where, where exactly you're like, if we were to send a probe to a random planet, yeah. it's going to blow know, up. It's going to fucking blow it up. Might not, it might not go yeah, great. We're not going to make it. It's going to, we're going to, oh, we miscalculated. Sorry, we were wrong. Yeah. Oh, the material was wrong. You know, what if that is why we've got this shit? It's because this is their early fumbling steps at exploring other worlds. And they've looked at us through their super micro telescope and they're like, oh, it looks like there's fucking an atmosphere there and there might even be life. Let's go check it out. And they send over their probe and of course it fucking crashes because it's had to travel light years to get here. And now we're left with these bits of metal and uh, or whatever it is, exotic materials. And we're like, aliens are here. They've been here. I don't know if they would travel that far. I don't know if it's possible. They might just be sending over little probes or drones or something. And maybe as the years go by, their shit gets better. But it still is fascinating to think. From my perspective, the thing I'm most interested in is, first of all, that there is life in our neighborhood, which is amazing if we had neighbors. That would be amazing. Second of all, they might share some technology with us and say, hey, 
we figured some stuff out that you guys haven't. Yeah. And maybe we've even figured out some stuff that they haven't. You never know. And they would be like, oh, this is amazing. Um, and thirdly, that, that they were able to find us and that we could communicate with them. Just imagine the entirety of our world history, all our art and culture, all our music. Imagine if there's another group of people out there who have all their own stories and history and music and culture that we could do in exchange and you could read about the history of, of Garbon 4. Yes. Like, and it'd be like, wow, this is like a whole new history. And you'd have people studying alien history and learning all about all their myths and legends and everything. It would be incredible. They might even have a whole bunch of movies we've never seen. We'd have to get them dubbed into English because yeah. they'd all be in Glabon, but they'd be bloody good movies, I bet. I want to see that. I want to see what someone else has been up to. The idea that someone else has evolved and is similar to us and they're sending out probes and they're fascinated by what's out there. They're intelligent. We could communicate with them. Endless possibilities. My, my imagination goes crazy. So what that's why I'm interested. What if they're just killer bugs, though? Well, of course, but why would killer bugs send metal probes? Because they you just, just want to conquer the entire universe. You would just send a pod. Yeah. That, go, that lands and outpop the, You've the got spiders to assume and that you're if away with it. figured out how to get off their planet and survive in space, and they are they are biological. That the and if they're not, if they if they've you know that's one of the human sort of ways that you could think that we we would transfer ourselves into robot bodies to survive the the roughness of space. You know, I think you have to. There's there's a lot of work and effort and energy. It almost look at how little we're spending on space exploration right now. Do you know what I mean? Like, look how much trouble. The Earth is in. It, we can't afford to look up. A lot of people don't look up, and and that's actually even part of this theory. Really, is like that most people don't even look at the sky unless they have something to look at. Right? I look at the and sky so they all the time. See... I look out my window, and there's the sky. But do you know what it's filled with? Planes going into Heathrow. That's all it is all day long. Well, uh, not not so much this summer, <laughs> by the sounds of things. I, uh, Why? What's happening this summer? There's a lot of strike action going on. Oh, oh right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. That could be painful. So do you want to know where the men in black comes from? That the idea mm -hmm. of these men in black. So apparently following the Watergate Galaxy scandal. Go the, on. The, this this government black helicopter became this symbol of faceless government authority. Yeah. And um you know, it, it, these unmarked helicopters would fly around and, and do stuff, right? And so they became this kind of idea. But apparently, one of the things that was happening was the Idaho... In 1995, the Idaho Congresswoman, Helen Chenoweth, yes. uh, told the New York Times that the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service was landing black helicopters on ranchers' land in order to enforce the Endangered Species Act at gunpoint. She, <laughs> she held <laughs> hearings on it and everything. So apparently this was a thing that was happening. These black helicopters were flying around in back backcountry America just to get out to these wild areas, I guess, and, and make sure that the... Well, the people the just get off were... the helicopters with guns and say, stop endangering these animals' Stop endangering lives. the species! Yeah, I think so. And they'd say, we'll I think do. there's a little bit of Barda as well, right? Like, like chemtrails are, the, are a bit of a... So the bottom mind of phenomenon is the tendency to spot something more often once you're aware of it. Yeah. And I, you see it all the time, right? Like, I learned about this thing the other day, and then suddenly I'm seeing it everywhere, and I'm like, damn, did I just gloss over this before? Um, are, you, are you sure it's bottom mind That's what it says here, Because that was yeah. like a German group. 
I don't know. Maybe maybe that's this is what it says in this book. Anyway, yeah, I get that. I, I I remember um after we had our first kid, I was like, wow, everybody's having babies, but it's only because I was aware that we'd had a baby. You know what I mean? Like yeah. before that, I hadn't really paid any attention to babies. It's like when you buy a new set of trainers, you're suddenly like looking at everyone else's trainers. Yeah, everybody's um, copying me. I got them first. <laughs> But the thing is that Bader Meinhof was like a, I think they were like a German terrorist organization or something like. Are you thinking of something different? The no. thing is, these these things are all very. The, the Red Army different. faction, the Bader Meinhof group, which is B A A D E R M E I N H O F, was a West German far left Marxist Leninist urban guerrilla group founded in 1970. Jesus. Oh, so I don't think it's. Is it Bader Meinhof? Yes, it's, it's this this phenomenon was named after them because someone that's on an online message board uh, heard about Bader Meinhof, the terrorist group, and then started seeing them everywhere and wrote a, wrote a story about their experience. I see. And so, right, it's it's called frequency illusion. That's a better way to oh, say it. Oh, okay. It's like one of these cognitive biases or whatever. Um, Chemtrails is a classic thing, though. Like people, planes always leave trails, but people didn't notice them until they thought they were. Some sort of psychological, you know, chemical population control, some bullshit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and the moon landing is another one, which is a, a really interesting conspiracy. No, but, it's not. It's idiots. Well, it, but the thing is, like, what happened was, it was a. Whenever anything big happens, there's always a small group of people. So this happened with the Soviets as well, right? There was this. There was this theory in in Soviet Russia at the time that they hadn't sent a man into space. You know, there were still there's people who were resistant to that, right? In the same way that people in the US were resistant to the idea that the moon landing was real. Right. Like people just sometimes don't want to believe. But how much um, of it was the movie Capricorn One? Because um, that that film um, with Elliot Gould and and a, a bunch of other people, Telly Savalas is in it. Uh, O.J. Simpson is in it. Oddly enough is about the faking of a moon landing where they film it. Oh, right? it's that, probably that's part what, of it. That came out in 1977. Yeah. So I don't, know, um, I don't know if that was a big... Apparently it was still a fringe conspiracy until 2001 when Fox News broadcast a documentary under the title Did We Land on the Moon? Which was hosted by... Idiot. Fucking Mitch... more Tucker Carlson, was it? It was hosted by Mitch Pileggi, who was the bald guy from the X-Files. Yeah, <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> I mean, the him? thing is... Yes, Mitch Pillay. So the thing is, he's just an actor. Like he, he's not a source of information. Yeah, but people have watched a, a lot actor. of the X Files, and they, of course, they, things like the X Files did a lot of work for this sort of. Um, yes, the X Files popularized it for this sort of my, our generation. I think the for idea because sure. conspiracy theories have always been around. The JFK assassination, for example, I was literally thinking about that this morning um, because. I, you know, it was just one of those things that just popped into my mind. A friend of mine is very into into JFK conspiracy stuff, not as a nut, but he's just interested in trying to figure out what what about this stuff is actually true, right? Um, and you know, not he, he's he's trying to keep a distance from the uh, lunatic fringe. Who you will see if you go to the location of the shooting in Dallas, there are people selling their manifestos about what happened and stuff. Like really, that, quite funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like not hand, surprised. Hand I'm not printed. surprised. Where they just go, hey, you want to buy my explanation for here to get him? Government's trying to take over. You probably get Come people like that at the at like Ground Zero and stuff like oh, 100%, that. percent, a hundred percent. Just they're just grifters, you know. They're just just trying to make some money from selling their their bullshit theories. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those things where I think conspiracy theories now, the internet obviously yeah. created these communities, much like groups of far right nuts have been able to congregate together and find forums and websites where instead of just having to go to a group meeting with a bunch of people in your area and be a fascist bastard 
now you can do it online from the comfort of your home. So it's a lot easier. Uh, it's the same with conspiracy nuts. And there's a big crossover between it's, the thing about it is the far it's, right it's, and conspiracy theories. Sometimes is, it's written very well and it's written in a very convincing way. And sometimes yeah. they they layer it on. They're like, well, you know, aliens are real and also chemtrails and crop circles. And <laughs> I'm layered on some conspiracy <laughs> theories. They definitely and they 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 use very modern language to to make it sound convincing. And but it's always, but it's but the the thing is about it that's the most interesting to me is looking at the history and just seeing how history repeats itself. Right? Yeah, there's always been credible people from the military. Even fucking Buzz Aldrin was talking about it. You know, no, f- no, was it no. Buzz Aldrin? No, no. So, wait, wait, wait. not not saying like there's a misappropriated. I think it's, that's the word misattributed quote where he's saying that we didn't go to the moon. Are you talking about that one or the fact that they I can't saw? Remember. So they saw when they were on one of the flights, I think it was either, I think it might have been Buzz Aldrin or it might have been um, Neil Armstrong. When he took an early flight around the Earth, he said that he could see all these sort of stars and things around the uh, capsule. Right. Um, and everybody was like, oh, that's aliens. They've sent out their little aliens to have a look at us while we're in space, well, you know. Of course they did. But it's not. It was just all bits of like sparks and, and debris and shit like that. Like it's very easily explained. Well, exactly. That's the thing that see, they've co-opted that story, and that's what I had heard and believed. Right. I mean, it's very easy if to for, for you to not check this stuff and just to to have it all piled on and make it and 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 I mean the UFO community, I mean, obviously some are like the flat earth, but you can see it in flat earth as something which is completely bogus, but yet the way they present it sucks a lot of people in. And it you can does. just imagine that you can, you can use that as a template and be like, look, this is bollocks. They're doing it here as well. But with UFOs, uh, it's harder to say that it's definitely not the case because there's no such... You know, it's like religion. It's hard to disprove it. Right? Yeah. I mean, the, so the, the thing with Flat Earth in particular, the reason I think it appeals to a lot of people, I follow a couple of Twitter accounts that sort of debunk Flat Earth stuff um, and debunk um, evolution stuff. So these are people who will say things like the famous question, and you can Google this, and the answer is right there. If the, we evolved from monkeys, why are there still monkeys, right? It's like one of the number one questions that these anti-evolution nuts say. And for Flat Earthers, the main thing that they have is well, the Earth looks flat to me, and there's a combination of distrust in anyone telling them that something is the case. If they can't see it with their own eyes, how could it be true? And that is the essential nature of the flat Earth theory, is that if you stand on the Earth and it's flat, the Earth is flat. They don't understand the scale of the planet, how far away or how high you'd have to be to see the curvature. You've really got to go up to near space. You can't see it from an airplane. You are too low. To see the curvature of the Earth, it is such a big thing. You cannot wrap your tiny brain around it. And unfortunately, a lot of people have this ego where if they can't see it, they don't understand it. It's obviously just not true. It's much easier for them to believe that it's not true and we're being lied to because they can imagine that and they can understand that, but they can't understand something that they can't see with their own two eyes. And that's the problem, I think, with science as we get more and more advanced is you cannot explain it to the average person. You can't demonstrate it to them, so they just don't believe it. Right. They think it's a load of bollocks. But what's the, and that's where a lot of these conspiracies. What's come. the benefit of believing that the Earth is flat, though? Like what? What exactly? What's, what's the point? Like, does well, it, it's affirming for other yeah, people you're for you in to on see something. other people to be for you to be right, and for you to be surrounded by people in a community, right? Right. Who also believe that. 
But it's... even if you're not in the community, Lewis, I, I think the, the important thing is that it, I honestly think it's ego. I honestly think people's egos are so fragile, and a lot of conspiracy theorists are very fragile people mentally. They're very fragile. They're distrusting. They're scared all the time. They're paranoid. They think, and they're stupid, and they probably know they're not very bright. You'd have to be particularly stupid to believe the Earth is flat. You really would. I mean, if you even look casually at, at some of these videos, and I've watched a lot of them, and I've seen all these fucking flat Earth memes, I'm all over it. I love reading about it, and for a while, I've, I've talked about this before, I was really into it because I was fascinated at how something so stupid could become so popular. They're just not very bright. And they don't well, I, want to admit that they're very, they're not yeah, very bright. They act like they're absolutely. educated. And I think that the people who fall for UFOs and actually believe it are probably less, not, not, it's not the same, but it's, it's, it's easier to fall into because even smart people, like, you know, lieutenant colonels in the military and, and senators, you know, also are believers, right? right but they didn't can, know how Facebook You can be smart worked. and also fall for this stuff, right? I mean, we, we saw with the TikTok hearings, that the idea that oh, a senator said this, they're fucking morons. They're absolute morons. I saw the, the TikTok guy in the US being grilled. He was like, you're telling me that TikTok is on my Wi-Fi right now? He's like, yeah. He's like, well, well what is it doing on my Wi-Fi? <laughs> the guy doesn't know, he doesn't know what Wi-Fi is. He doesn't know what the internet is. Why is he asking these questions? But this, these are the, this is the problem, is that this guy will not accept. I don't understand how this works. Explain it to me. He's made up in his mind how this works. He knows what's good and bad. And I think that's the same problem with a lot of these conspiracy nuts. A lot of these UFO people, I think, are just wishful thinkers. I think it's relatively harmless. And I don't think it's anywhere near as bad yeah. as the people who, who think the government is out to get them. And, and no, no. almost inevitably, it's an anti-Semitic conspiracy. The Jews are controlling our minds, as usual. That's the way a lot of these conspiracy theories go. Oh my god, that was the very first thing in this book, actually. Yeah. The very first thing in this book, the first conspiracy theory ever, is about the is about some it was in eleven forty four the first anti Jewish conspiracy and the Jews have had a awful time throughout a thousand years of conspiracy theories about them being behind fucking everything. It's still it's still the the number one root of all of these conspiracies and I've said this before the further down you dig the 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 quicker you get to anti Semitism it's unbelievable. Well, it's, it's partly because in medieval times the Jews were kind of going around and they were the new people in these villages right and then when something went wrong it was like let's blame the new people right. the people who are the minority or the people who were on the fringe or the people who were doing their own different religion to ours you know and as a result they got this kind of they they got they were the scapegoat for but also you, like anyone. catholicism like i think it was martin luther um was a big anti-semite like hated the jews because of course a lot of catholics and and by extension, then probably a lot of Christians felt that the Jews were the ones who had killed Jesus, like they'd got him killed. So they saw them as this, their sort of enemy, if you like. And this is obviously this conspiracy theory, unlike UFOs and Flat Earth, is terribly damaging. You know? Exactly. This is not some harmless shit. This is like awful. But and here's, so a, here's another to, one for you. Yeah, here's you another have to one fight for you. It. The reason that people always associate Jews with banking, right? And, you know, a lot of people nowadays on the left still do this, yeah. is this idea that, oh, they've always been into money. Everybody used to lend money. And then the church, the Christian church said, usury and lending money is against God. Jesus was against it. Look, it's right here in the Bible. He turns over all the money lenders tables. So who was left to lend money? People who weren't Christian. Who was not Christian living in your country back then? Probably Jews. So they started banks 
And all of a sudden they're like, oh, those fucking, the penny-pinching Midas Jews. That's where that came from. So it's always, always been there. And it's still alive well, so, and well now. Okay, so this is me. actually how the very first, you're doing it properly here. So what happened was there was this, <laughs> there was this kid, no, his, his name was William from Thorpewood near Norwich, okay, which obviously doesn't exist anymore because of us cutting it down over the years. Yeah, but we've got to make those um, votes. He was a 12-year-old boy who was found dead in 1144. Now, what happened was this, 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 this knight had borrowed a load of money from the local Jews, because that was the only person he could borrow it from. He went off on the, one of the crusades, came back um, unsuccessful, and owed a load of money. So he killed the Jew um, to, to avoid paying him back, Jesus. and was perfectly open about it. And he said, the reason... Uh, I killed the Jew was because he had sacrificed this boy in some demonic ceremony. That's and still, still was like, a, a conspiracy theory to this day. It's, it's, it, it, and it's still, and, and he, exactly, and that, that set off a chain of events that he got out of it because he blamed the Jew of being this, you know, awful person. Right. A killed, kill, child killer. Uh, you know, he, he, he Everyone started used do it basically blaming everything on the Jews. <laughs> you, you guys have played Crusader Kings, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Do you remember you can borrow money from the Jews in your kingdom and then expel them? Yeah, and you don't have uh, to pay them back. That's literally in the game. That's literally <laughs> because, in history because that's what they used to do. They'd borrow a load of money yeah. and then be like, you know what? Get them out of here. And we don't owe them money. Who? And then you'd let them back in a few years later, and you know you'd do the same thing again. Like and they were, they were gaming these, it just the way I do in CK2. Yeah, these kind of small effects have a ripple, right? And they get written about, and you know, and and people wrote these long treatises on how how the the Jews had done this terrible child killing, you know, and stuff like this. And so they kind of per like percolate and permeate through the centuries, and that they feed. They feed each other, right? As a reputation, you hear about this story, or you read this book, or someone's written this thing, in, and people are educated that this was the truth. This happened, and for you know, and so people people are stupid. Yeah, they do, don't do know. You know what the weird of course, thing is? of course, there's no child sacrifice in Judaism, right? But um, here's the, here's the weird thing: is that you know the way that this is really popular. You see this. I see this fucking on TikTok all the time. L luckily, I don't see it in its in its raw form. But I see it in the debunking form. So people doing a stitch with these idiots saying things like, this is a famous one. Look at all these pyramids all built around the earth at the same time. And nowadays, we don't know how to build pyramids. So how did they do it back then? We absolutely could build a fucking pyramid, dude. Okay, we could build a pyramid. There's no technology that's gone into pyramid making that is beyond us Yeah, they built one in, 2023. in Vegas, didn't they? There's a we built one in Vegas, right yep. there, baby. There There's one in uh, uh, Dick's Sporting Goods, isn't there, in, in <laughs> Texas Very big one, right? Yeah. So like th this is a popular shop. thing. that We don't know how to do these things nowadays. The aliens knew. Where did this noise go? Also, there's this thing, I think it's called the Cathar, or something like that, um, which is this idea that there was this ancient civilization and there's still evidence of it today, and they built buildings. We don't know how they built them, we don't know how to re replicate them. We absolutely do. Okay, you could not show us a single building throughout history that modern technology and engineering could not also build, and the materials that they use are the same fucking ones we could use nowadays. It's laughable. So uh, I've forgotten where I was going with this. But no, but what you're saying is that that that, that basically these these they use all these tricks because if you're someone who is is talking to someone who's a conspiracy theory nut, 
they'll get, they'll say, well, what about this? And you'll explain that. And they'll say, well, what about this? And you're like, oh my God. Oh, okay. I've remembered. They I've catch remembered. you but- on like one thing, right? That you're not ready for. Yeah. yeah. And, like, ah, and then you feel see? like, oh, I have- Can't explain that one, can you? Huh? I lost right. the whole conversation. Exactly. So he- here's the thing. If it ha- the-, the further away it happened, the more gravitas it has. And I think if you can point to some, look, they've been writing about this since the 15th century. You're like, wow, as if we knew more back then. I would yeah. be less interested in something written in Roman times and account of something as being true. It'd be fascinating because it's historical, but I wouldn't say, wow, they wrote about this in Roman times. It must be true. I'm like, no, it's far less likely to be true and accurate than it would be nowadays. We have far more capacity to, to understand things nowadays than, than they did back then. So I don't know why people always put gravitas on stuff that happened in the past. And I, th- I think the conspiracy theory about uh, the uh, the Jewish sacrificing babies, obviously that came from the past. So in a way, it has that gravitas of the past, as in it's important somehow. Because it's, it's written old. down, right? Exactly. That must, this must has been be in real. a book from Just because something's written down, it must be real. Exactly. You know I mean? It's interesting. It's a, and, and that, you know, I guess, like, I don't want to... Shit on people who believe in things. Do you know what I mean? Because some of it is true. Sure. Some, what some about of stuff the Jews eating happen. children? Is that what? Oh no, no. Like some conspiracy theories oh, okay. are, God, are was... true. Woo. Like, like the um, like, like U.S. getting like you know testing tested drugs on people or yeah. you know um, do mind control experiments with LSD or like right, right. sending people in to do coups or like MK the place. Ultra and all that shit like that that was but th- that's the danger I think when we talk about what's the danger of these conspiracy theories really is that you can basically it's like saying fake news you can have an actual conspiracy that is actually real and damaging and just say oh this is clearly just a conspiracy hoax these guys are crazy. Like you could sneak a genuine conspiracy under the radar quite easily if the only people investigating this shit are fucking deranged. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I mean, you, you could see good, you could see, you could see harmless ones, and you could see harmful ones. Like like anti-vax, you know, not vaccinating your kids and then them dying right. of measles is pretty bad. Exactly stuff like this. Like you know, I think that, that we live in a world of these alternative facts, which is kind of abhorrent to me. That that even that phrase, right? Um, alternative facts just means opinions, and we right. always respect. Oh, respect my opinion. It's like, well, if your opinion is fa- an alternative fact, uh, then uh, it's not really it's not really helpful to anyone. I, I think there are, um, there are things you are allowed to have an opinion about. You can have an opinion about whether Liverpool should fire their manager, or you can have an opinion about whether semi-skimmed milk is as good as full fat. Right. Those are those are opinions. I see. Whether you you like Marmite or not, that's an opinion. Well, they're right? whatever they are, subjective, right? Yeah. Right. They're subjective. It's literally. Facts. Oh, I do like it. Oh, I don't think it's as good. That's an opinion. But if you're talking about whether the Earth is flat or not, you are not allowed to have an opinion. You don't have an opinion. One is true, the other is not. You don't get that's to tr- fucking pick. It drives me up the wall. This is true. This is actually a good point. Thank you. All right. Good. Wow. We've solved it. I think. I think we've. I think we've actually. Now we can sit back. We put this podcast. Yeah, we've. Out. Uh, it was another one of those ones where we fixed everything. I, <laughs> what did we not fix today? Can we? I think we yeah. fixed conspiracy nuts. Yeah. So, so when you see on the front page of Reddit that some guy has seen something in the sky or filmed something in the sky or has some some lieutenant colonels come out, just know that this has happened before, uh, and it will happen again. Yes. And it's pretty unlikely until. Uh, I see the president shaking hands with a little green man. 
Or uh, woman. That I'm actually going to believe. No, it's a, in any it's of it. a tall, skinny, gray man smoking weed <laughs> in the president's <laughs> face. That's, that's oh. what I'm going for. I would like to see that. Yeah. Do, do you want to end the podcast or do you want me to just read very quickly this email that I thought was, was good that Lewis wanted can, No, me. please oh, yeah, go okay. for it. Read a good email. Okay. Uh, this, it's very long, so I'll sum it up for you guys. This is called The Great Stirrup Controversy. Right. All right. right. This, this is from Matt. If I pronounce your, your name wrong, Matus, I apologize. Um, oh, he has a YouTube channel. Mateus. Okay. Uh, he has, he has a laser, uh, M Laser History, his YouTube channel. Yeah. Check it out. So his last name is Laser, which is fucking awesome, yeah. by the way. Um, so the, the idea is that, um, so I'll, I'll summarize, this is the most interesting paragraph. Um, the Greek stirrup controversy is a large debate among medievalists about the scale of change the introduction of the stirrup brought about in Europe. This is a throwback to our ranking technologies episode. So we, we glossed over stirrups in the best We glossed way episode. over stirrups. I mean, we, we like, talked about eh. the domestication of animals and stuff like that, which I suppose this would be a part of, but... He had a lot of problems with the rest of the podcast as well, but of we're course. not talking about that. But he he uh, has a BA and an MA in medieval history, so or whatever, from Cambridge. Yeah, whatever, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> we played Civilization, okay? So I think we know yeah, yeah. what we're talking about. Well, we watched Game of Thrones as well, uh, and I think there's... Uh, and Game of Thrones, yeah. yeah. So the crux of the debate is that the introduction of the stirrup to Europe by the primarily by the invading nomadic tribes of the Avars in the 6th century brought about the development of feudalism. Before the stirrup, most European armies were infantry. The Greeks, the Romans, the Celts, all infantry based. Cavalry existed, but small numbers, limited effectiveness, because they haven't got fucking stirrups. You do anything, you're going to fall off your horse. The stirrup turns up. And suddenly the most effective fighting force became the mounted horse rider. I know I saw a thing about cavalry as like the tanks of the era. Like you, you cannot stand against these things. I mean, imagine 400 heavy horse armored with armored lads on the back charging oh, you. You're I just can't. a peasant with a spear. I would be so You're going to soil yourself straight away. It's not like in Braveheart where they win with some sticks. It's, it's brutal. You're going to die to the heavy cavalry. Medieval heavy shock cavalry could not exist without the stirrup, and the most famous type of combat, jousting, would be impossible. As such, thanks to the stirrup, a class of horse-riding landed nobility emerged, which it could traverse the countryside faster, collect taxes more efficiently, fight more effectively, and so there became a class divide and the birth of chivalry and feudalism. Right. Um, so I thought that was interesting. That is interesting, um, yeah. Man, they must the have pro, had to the hype these guys up like to the gills, like to get them out there yeah. to fight. Kill people. You've got to really fucking hate somebody to kill them with a sword or a mace or whatever, right? I mean, like, that is. Is, yeah. it, is it still better than the internet or electricity or printing press, though? So, so fix stirrups is still. <laughs> would, a, would, a, would an alien race that didn't develop stirrups have managed to get here? Is what I'm asking. So, Do is that mean? our first question? Tell, yeah. tell us about your stirrups. Well, we, just, we assume, be, I mean, rightly so, but we assume that any alien race is going to follow the same sort of path as we did, but they might be totally maybe, different Yeah, maybe they us. didn't ever get feudalism yeah, maybe they because didn't they have never to, got, you know? they never had horses on their planet. Yeah, maybe they just came like, uh, you know, maybe they're just like like little puddles of goo who just did things differently. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure exactly. that the, the, the advent of feudalism was a positive thing. <laughs> I think it was a fucking disaster. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, think how right. many people died because of feudalism. That held us back. Yeah, a hundred percent. I don't know, like, you, you can't say it, though, like that. Like, I mean, yeah. It was probably necessary at the time, though, because I don't think anybody was ready to just skip over it and head, like, you know, directly into... But um, consider this. What was the, the system of, <laughs> What was the system of government that the Greeks and the Romans had, right? They had a republic and democracy yeah. and shit. Yeah. You had 
elected people. You had senators and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And then we were like, nah, fucking kings, innit? Fucking yeah, kings. Yeah, they were still going around and rounding people up and crucifying them, and they had their ah, you're gonna do what you're gonna stuff. do. What I'm saying yeah. is we did- they did that under a monarchy, but I mean, we still have the monarchy in this country today. Yeah. And you want to complain about that? Well, there you go. The fucking stirrup. There's your enemy. Tweet at, at stirrup. Fuck you. Okay. Well, well there you go. That's, uh, that's uh, our podcast. Very uh, colorful ending to a uh, <laughs> very interesting. God, we, we, we really did. We fixed a couple of things. I was in, an interesting one, though. I think, we, I think we've, we've spoken about bits and pieces of this stuff in the past, but never at length. Like we've this done This podcast today. isn't no such thing as a fish. Sorry, I went through and did a load of facts and read read stuff out of a book. Um, no, it was really it was no, good. It was good. It was. Uh, uh, I don't yeah. think a single poop joke was made or a dick joke either. So it's got. I mean, it's the first yeah, time. So for this is right? this is highbrow. By this I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this airport book I bought. It's, yeah. called, it's conspiracy: a history of bollocks theories and how not to fall for them by Tom Phillips and John Elledge. Oh my god, Elledge. Okay, Do you think you those guys get a lot of um, a lot of big long biblical emails? I have to I have to credit them because you know I've 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 read it literally out of their book. It's interesting. I've read another couple of books I can tell you about actually in the next couple of weeks. I've been reading books anyway. Oh, man. I'll tell you. I'll tell you about it next week. Okay. All right. Okay. You do right. that. Okay. Yeah. Bye then, everyone. All right. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.